0: Mavericks at work, a makeup makeover, and getting unscrewed, all coming up in the hour of party power here, right here on Star Style. Be the star you are with Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Get your motors running, we're coming up. Eating disorders, higher rates of alcohol and drug abuse, criminal involvement, suicide attempts, and be involved with IT behaviors. You can help make a difference by sponsoring this radio program, Be the Star UI. Be the Star you are. promotes positive
1: You get up every morning, put your best foot forward, and listen for the 5 o'clock whistle to blow and sum it all up to all in a day's work. But Michael Curtis has some good news. You don't have to fight your way through the bustling mob for all your hard work to pay off. Consider Your Options will help you realize your life's goals while you actually do something you love to do. Discover opportunities that you'll enjoy and set yourself up for predictable and lasting income. Consider Your Options every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Studio A. Listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk.
0: Well, hello, power partners, and welcome to radio's finest program of positive talk. Star Style, be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I'm thrilled to be your personal growth success coach right here with you every single week, bringing you the authors, the experts, and the professionals that will help you enjoy a more fulfilled life and help you excel. So get ready to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams because we are a show about following your heart. We're going to start off the hour today with co-founder of Fast Company, Bill Taylor, when he shows us how the most original minds in business when, with his book *Mavericks at Work*. Following that is our T for Two segment with Heather Brittany. We're going to be offering tips from the modeling and acting world with a makeup makeover. And in segment three, the AARP Ombudsman and author of *Unscrewed*, Ron Burley joins us and shows us how to get what we deserve. So it is a power-packed hour for you. And we are right here on Star Style. Be the star you are today and every day. The miracle moment is brought to you by Libby Gill and Company. Sign up now for her power of branding. A teleclass coming to you. Visit LibbyGill.com. Get your company on track with her success strategies. This is from Theodore Roosevelt, who was our 26th U.S. President. Whenever you are asked if you can do a job, just do it. Say, certainly I can. Get busy and find out how to figure it out. Well, I certainly agree with that, as I believe that our next guest will What does it mean to be a maverick at work, and what is the language and culture of such a radical thinker? Well, Bill Keller is the co-founder, and he's the founding editor of Fast Company. And with his senior editor at Fast Company, Polly Labar, they have gone into the trenches of the business world to find companies that are changing the way Americans do business. Welcome, Bill, to Star Style. Be the star you are.
1: Great to be here. So Theodore you know, Roosevelt said, just do it. I thought that was uh, Phil Knight and Nike. Who knew? I
0: know, I know. That's why <laughs> I found this quote. Is that? I mean, he actually didn't have the just in there. It, uh, the just is not in there. But what Theodore Roosevelt said was, get busy, find out how to do it.
1: There you so go. I have great. a
0: feeling. And so his last thing is, it was. Just, it, there's no just, it's just do it.
1: Yeah, very so good. I
0: think that Nike might have, you know, taken a little bit from... Eddie Roosevelt. There, are,
1: there, are, there are certainly worse people to borrow from from history than Theodore Roosevelt. He was certainly a maverick in his time, no well, doubt about he that. He
0: was. He was. I love the title "Mavericks at Work" because I've always thought that mavericks, you know, were people that thought outside the box. That you know, that rode on the lone horse into town. They weren't afraid of risk. You actually give a description of where the original word maverick came from, which I thought was quite interesting. But why don't you tell us what you mean by a maverick, and then we'll talk about some of these companies sure. that really that really are changing the world.
1: Sure. Well, when we talk about mavericks, we talk about it at the level of companies and also at the level of individual leaders and entrepreneurs. And I would say if you were to boil it down it would come down to two attributes which maybe seem like they're at odds with each other but i think they work very well together The first one is a tremendous sense of originality all of the we went inside thirty two different uh... companies of all shapes and sizes for the book and, and we went looking for you know what's your killer app what's your new technology and so on and what we found inside all these companies wasn't necessarily a disruptive technology, it was a distinctive and disruptive point of view. Each one of these companies and the leaders in them had a really unique line of sight into not not just how could we be successful in our industry, but how could we challenge conventional wisdom in our industry. What do we see in whatever field we're in? What do we see that the rest of the players don't see? I mean, I think you'd agree that most companies – in most industries today just sit around basically copycatting each other and everybody plays by the rules of the game and maybe you try to be a few percentage points cheaper than the other people or a few percentage points higher quality but everybody's playing at the margins and what we saw whether it's the airline business the banking business the entertainment business is entrepreneurs and companies coming in and say you know what we can invent a fundamentally different and better way to be a company. So one one thing Mavericks do is they compete on the power of their ideas and the originality of their thinking. Now, that does not mean and I think when when people first hear this title, they conjure up uh, notions of Donald Trump or Richard Branson, these kind of brash, larger than life people. And I, you know,
0: you, whatever. It takes all kinds of What's that? You're profiling absolutely the opposite. Exactly. Of that. I mean, what Most of we have found. Like Craigslist. You exactly. Know, what we
1: found is a big piece of this puzzle is even as you have original ideas, you also, as an individual leader, have what we like to call intellectual humility. You understand that it's no longer the job of the innovator, the entrepreneur, to be, quote unquote, the smartest person in the room. What we found is these mavericks really believe we today live in a world where nobody alone is as smart as everybody together. And so even though they've got ideas they believe in, they are very eager very early on to get as many other smart people, maybe potential customers, potential suppliers, people just with a a, a passion for whatever industry in, to think with them collaborate with them, critique their ideas. And so, again, it doesn't sound like it goes together. Be be a really original thinker, but at the same time, understand there are a lot of people even smarter than you out there, tap into their brain power, so have intellectual humility. And those are the kind of two sides of the coin we saw with so many of our mavericks.
0: Well, I thought that the really crux of your book was the fact that these leaders not only needed did not need to be the smartest person in the room, but they also did not have to do it themselves and They realized that and such a great um, a great example of that was the gold core company who could not figure out how to get that gold ore out of the ground, and they had this huge competition because they figured if they could have worldwide thinkers then perhaps that they would solve this issue, and, my gosh, it totally changed their company around to, you know, billions and billions of dollars. I mean, that's probably the
1: most instructive case study in the whole book in terms of the new way of being an entrepreneur. I was you so, blown
0: away by that. I thought that was absolutely brilliant because it's letting other people figure out the issues and as you said collaboration is really what it's all about.
1: And again, you, you, what you the, the, the new job of the leader is to figure out, okay, so in the case of Rob McEwen and Gold Corp, they've got this mind, they're looking for gold not being very successful. Hey, there are a lot of brilliant geologists and mineral engineers in the world. Let's let them tell us where we should mine for gold. Well, that's fine, but you've got to do a couple of things. First of all, you've got to make it fun and interesting. And so there are sort of design principles you've got to figure out. Why would, you know, why would people want to do this? You've got to make it fun and interesting. You've got to make it worth people's while to do it. Now, they gave out, as you recall, a $500,000 dollars. But what they also understood was it really wasn't about the money. Gold, like so many industries, is kind of closed and insular. Everybody knows everybody. And what they realized was whoever won this contest was kind of going to, kind of going to be a celebrity. They were sort of doing American Idol for the gold mining industry, before American Idol was cool, and they understood that what really gets creative juices flowing is recognition esteem and and so on and so um, it was really it's not wasn 't just a good idea, it was a brilliantly designed what we call architecture of participation. so many leaders say hey i 've got a great idea what 's my top down Style of communication. I've had the idea to push it through the ranks. Our argument is no, no, no. You need great ideas. What is your architecture of participation to get lots and lots of people to play with you? What was so cool about the Gold Corp Challenge was that the the entrepreneur Rob McEwen, who designed it, really came to understand. How, you know, he wound up getting something like. 14, 1400 you know PhD engineers around the country to download all of his data and compete to find the goal that's quite a, quite quite an amazing outcome
0: well I also thought the one that was so amazing in the, in that particular challenge was the first place winner who literally knocked him off his chair with this whole uh, presentation he did of technology of it was all video and you know it was very visual and and the guy was from Perth Australia so you know he's out in the middle of the Well,
1: basically. how about this, by the way? He's from Perth, Australia, had never been to Canada, had never met Rob, had never even worked in the gold business. His, he had incredible 3D visualization software, he but he had only ever used it for oil and gas Exploration. He felt he really could, uh, this could work in, in, in gold and other minerals as well. So this guy mortgaged his, nobody, he, nobody made him do this. He took a second mortgage on his house so he could retrofit the technology to work with Rob's uh, data. And he wound up producing by far the most effective uh, drilling strategy. So, I mean, again, another one of the lessons is we live in a world today where the most powerful ideas from the most unexpected places. If ten years ago you said to somebody in the gold business or whatever, okay, the idea that is gonna take your company to the next level is going to come from what? Eight thousand miles away, from somebody you've never met before and who has never spent a day working in your industry, they would say that's you're that's crazy. You're ridiculous. That is the way that the world works today. And so the challenge for entrepreneurs is to figure out how in a world where I know There are great ideas out there where I least expect them. How do you maximize the chances of bumping into ideas? And I think one of the great stories of the world today is it's filled with... Hidden genius People have talents You don't even know about Until you ask them And tease them out There are Well
0: you unleash it It's like you Unleash the challenge You unleash the monster But it turns into Something that is so positive And it's that power Of competition Just like Like the company That is doing All of the internet things And people from all over the world Are competing And they just really And it's all It's also transparent So every competitor Can see what everybody Else is doing And as you said They just want to be the best at what they do and be have the accolades from their peers. And, if, and, of course, then they end up getting some great business you know, jobs as well. So
1: that, that's this company, software development company, Top Coder. And, you know, we have this image of never writing I've heard so- of them,
0: by the way, Bill, and I, they fascinated me. I mean, it was amazing how many thousands of people are involved in this. I mean, this is like, this is, it's almost... Uh, it's almost a cult following. People are really devoted to them. And, and it's
1: it's the, the phenom- it's very much in keeping with the really the spirit of your your program in the sense that you think about something writing software and you have an image of, you know, three thousand people up in Redmond Washington with Microsoft or ten thousand people in Bangalore, India and they're all in cubicles and they're all part of a part of one company and they're working on this one huge project and they're all kind of unhappy and under stress. And the top coder approach is to the turn it totally off. say, look at how do programmers do their best work? They do their best work when they're working on a project they really want to work on and are excited about it. When they're working on it from you where know, they want to work on it at home, they want to work work on it from you know a cabin somewhere. Everything everything is connected now. So under conditions they want to work in where they know they are going to get credit and recognition for the great work to do rather than being part of this amorphous project team of 500 people who no, nobody knows who really does the job. And so top coder has organized an entire company where they write software for other companies based on those principles. So they divide the software up into different different uh, uh, projects and then people compete to write the best code for that project. and People try to break each other's code, and there are competitions. And at the end of the day, there's a winner who gets, who gets paid for their winning uh, contribution. But even when you don't win, and I've talked to a lot of the programs who participate, you're not going to win every time. Even when you don't win, these programs, I've learned so much by competing, And everybody gets to see each other's code and critique it and explain it. And so the other thing about, I mean, the, the, the top quarter people said...
0: Formed, they have also formed communities. And we always talk about the Internet as being so impersonal and there's no physical contact and no personal contact. But the reality is is these people become really great friends, even though they may never meet in person. Absolutely. And it's what and, you it, call competing by not competing.
1: Well, and that's really the Craig... I mean, it, it, I just, I, I feel what's going on today is that there are small numbers Number of leaders who are coming up with answers to a very simple question, which is, what are the conditions under which really smart people do their best work? And it turns out the conditions under which really smart people do their best work isn't, you must come to the office at 9 a.m., you must stay till 6 p.m., you must be a, an anonymous foot soldier in this gigantic army of people and so on. Really talented people do their best work when they work where they want to work, when they want to work, on projects they want to uh, work on, where they're always learning, always pushing themselves, getting recognized for what they do, and so on. And It turns out the traditional hierarchical giant company is, in, is not in a position to provide those sorts of working conditions, a distributed, decentralized Internet organization where everybody is connected in the spirit of community. And community isn't just touchy-feely kumbaya, there's a lot of competition, a lot of friendly uh, rivalry, but ultimately people do feel like they're Partus of this, true of Top Quarter, I'm that's true. Of, of, of they've created,
0: and others. Yeah, they've created a culture. I mean, um, you talk about JetBlue and how so many of their reservation agents are working from home, and they might be mothers, and they're, you know, it's really changed the way business is done because people actually reach a real person and instead of press nine zillion ten yeah, different no, ways. Yeah,
1: no, all, all of the JetBlue. I just actually was just with the. Uh, Vice President of Customer Experience from JetBlue. And uh, what JetBlue has done is, again, with so many of the companies and Mavericks that work to us, it, it, they get beyond this either or. You can either be uh, really cheap or you can be very customer focused, but you can't be both low cost and customer focused. Well, you know, the companies that win today get beyond that either or thing and go for the both and. And JetBlue says, okay, we're going to offer really low fares, but we want to have that personal service. We want a human being to answer the phone. When you call so they 've got now i think it 's three thousand uh, call center reps basically in and around salt lake city they have they don 't have any any of these huge call centers with people in the cubicles. all of them are people who work from home they are by and large. Stay at home mothers who are very well educated, who you know who are, are you know very able to give great service, but who can't go to a traditional workplace for eight or ten hours a day. and so they've got really smart computers that route calls to people who are available to take the calls, and you get really great service, none of the overhead of an expensive uh, office space and and the employees love the fact that they can work three or four hours a day rather than have it and it's just a the win-win can work for in everybody
0: and it is fabulous service every time I've called JetBlue it's just amazing and that brings me to Southwest you know they're the other airline which I also love uh, and one of the things that you wrote about in your book is that they almost love to just hire waiters or artists or actors or anybody but anybody that's somebody that's been in the airline business so that they can bring them up on the customer service that they want and you know it shows that people are fun they're having fun and they make you have a good experience, even though you're flying in with a no-frill airline, just going from here to there, cramped in a seat. People say, love to love to fly on Southwest.
1: Yeah, that's another thing we found in so many of these companies is if you want to do something really unique in the marketplace, you can't hire people from the same old. And so at Southwest, it's true of a lot of the companies we talked about, they don't, you know, if you say I've got five years' experience at Delta or United, that's not a very good answer at Southwest Airlines. Yeah, yeah, and I love
0: the way that they interviewed. Well, we're running out of time, Bill. It's a fascinating, fabulous book. The book is called Mavericks at Work, Why the Most Original Minds in Business Wind. It's by Bill Taylor, William Taylor, and uh, Polly Labar. You can go to mavericksatwork.com. You know what I was really excited about, Bill, is that I own stock in several of these companies. They hear my Well, oh, I good, love good, it. good
1: luck with that. I think 2008 is going to be a pretty rough year in the stock market no matter what company it is, but we'll keep our fingers crossed.
0: I think you're right. Super book, Bill. Thanks, Thanks for so joining much. us on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we'll look forward to more more books from you, and a great job at company, by the way. Love it.
1: Fantastic. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you. You're listening Bye-bye. to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. Stay with us. T for two is coming up. We're going to do Makeup Makeover, and Heather Brittany will be joining us. Back in a moment. This business of show. business is most